Hello, and welcome to the Show Up Dad. This is a podcast for hardworking fathers looking to level up their fathering skills and be more than just a paycheck or provider for the home. Today, today we welcome none other than Mark Jennison, aka the Comeback Kid. He is on a mission to impact the world positively with all he has learned from his not so average life. He has been helping men gain control of their drinking since 2016. He has developed a cutting edge program to bring relief to the binge drinking cycle that plagues so many of us. He has helped over 2,725 men across the world break free from the compulsive cycle. Hey, brother, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I just want to get something clear that 2,700 number is a long, that's an old number, man. We're up into the, the higher thousands than that. But uh, at the end of the day, man, thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. Looking forward to see what you got in store for me. Absolutely, Mark. Can you give an audience a breakdown of your background and not so average life, brother, if you don't mind? Man, it, uh, that's a that's a whole podcast in itself. But um, <laughs> let me just give you kind of uh, how I got here. So, struggle with drugs and alcohol um, my whole life, right from the time I'm 14 on. Um, since the show is about fathers, right? Like I'm going to kind of just lead this thing down a different road. Since the show is about fathers, uh, it really boiled down to the reason why. I, went down that journey, the 21 years, the pain, the suffering, the hurt, every person I came, addition to out to the addiction to alcohol, to um, to heroin, to cocaine, to meth, to money, to partying, like that lifestyle um, really boiled down to at the end of the day, because I was abandoned by my dad. And I say that, right? Like he didn't even know what he was doing. I think it's an, it's almost a worse kind of abandonment when you have um, a father that is, doesn't even know he's doing it, that you can actually physically see right and know that he's there but he's not really paying attention to you because he does not even know what's going on right because he's 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 courting my brother and they're going down this world that they're on and i'm like left over here on this island so it almost makes you feel like what is wrong with me mm. right like, what is wrong with me so anyways before i get into that like that's kind of where this thing developed but uh like i said man drug and alcohol addiction 21 years of my life in and out of um you know, trying to get AA rooms across the, the United States. And I've been into rehab. I've been arrested. I've been in jail. Um, I've got a highly successful background when it comes to building businesses. I've been a multimillionaire now. This is, I am again, right. With all due respect, like I don't like to talk too much about the money, but I built a very successful business online again for the, the third time in my life. Um, but the other two, uh, I built these transportation companies. The other two, they were destroyed by my addictions. Right. I had a $3,000 a day dr drinking and cocaine issue, right? Like you talk, you mentioned to me before that in your, in your niche, in this industry that you're from, there's a massive cocaine that goes on. I've done a lot of cocaine with a lot of linemen, right? Like it's, it is yeah. what it is. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, at the end of the day, dude, I, my, my background is highly successful, um, driven, man who wants something more out of his life, who wanted to show up for his kid, who lost it all. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm a comeback is here because I lost my son, which we can talk about here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, seven major relapses, $3,000 a day. Most ever spent in one night was 85,000 at the Spearman Rhino in Las Vegas. Um, just being a total idiot. So that that's a little bit about me. Damn, dude, that's some rock star habits right there, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your story is pretty awesome, dude. And once again, I just want to thank you for coming on here, bro. You know, I, I know you're going to be able to impact a lot of dudes who are listening, you know. Mark, I wanted to ask you, can, can you tell us in your words, what's the difference between an alcoholic and a binge drinker, dude? I mean, I know those get confused a lot. 
So let's, so here's my thing, right? And, and why I'm able to be successful at helping men day in and day out get control of it is because if you look at the word alcoholic, just for a minute, don't think about binge drinking, but think about the word just alcoholic. What it is, it's an identity. Kind of like you got on here. I could tell right off the bat before we got into the call, just kind of the chitter chatter we had, you're proud of your background, right? Mm-hmm. Of the journeyman lineman of like your life. Like you're proud of that. It's almost like an identity. Like you, you associate with other guys really, really good, which is why you built a podcast for these guys. So when you look at what an alcoholic is, it's a negative stigma around an identity that the world and society wants to put on somebody who's afraid to take ownership of themselves, of their problems, of their life and what they want. Now, do I, I, I'm completely off the wall with this. Maybe some of your listeners are going to be like, this dude's an idiot. That's okay. I get it all the time. I get death threats and stuff like that. A binge drinker is just, in my opinion, it's somebody that just likes to go out and get, get hammered, right? Just likes to go out. They like to drink. They, they can't control it. They can't control it. Or their control is to go out and actually get to that point to where they're blacked out drunk, to where they're dry. Like they're doing stupid things, right? Yeah. The alcoholic is when I think you get to the point of the identity that says, this is who I am. And at that point, it's almost like a card, right? Like a dismissal slip. Mm-hmm. Say, I give up on life. I don't have to own this. But if I wear this for the rest of my life, I get to take this way out. I get to take the easy way out. That's just how I look at it, right? I did a video a long time back about and being an alcoholic. And I refuse to take that identity for myself. Like I don't like the word binge drinking or alcoholic. What I like to look at is guys who are making some really poor choices, right? At the end of the day, that's what it is. So um, I don't know if that gives you clarity, but that's my, my take. No, absolutely, brother. Because, you know, I've been diagnosed with both, you know, I was a veteran as well. And when I'd go to the VA, sometimes some of them would say, you're an alcoholic that label you, like you said, and then other ones would be like, oh, you just binge drink. You know what I mean? But the deeper issue was I was masking pain. I didn't want to face a pain that I was dealing with. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm glad you touched on that. You know, can you go a little bit deeper about that? If you don't mind. Yeah. So, so kind of like we talked about on, on the beginning, I don't ever believe that drinking is the problem. I just mm-hmm. don't believe it's a problem. I don't think drugs are the problem. I don't think that overeating is a problem. I don't think that overworking is a problem. I don't think pornography is a problem. However, they can become problems in your life, but that's not something that just all of a sudden hits you. Like it's a problem. You set out to make those choices to jack up your life. So when you look at like the way that I look at drinking, I always say this, alcohol is not the problem, but it's a solution to the problems that you have. The stuff that's underlying below, right? The pain, the shackles, the the bondage, it's truly like trying to keep you suffocated from actually having the clarity, the focus, the love, the wisdom, the, the fortune that you want in your life, okay? So I find that it's truly just like, it's the anger, like you mentioned some molestation, right? There's always something down at the core. And actually, if you look a little bit deeper, I found this even in myself, and maybe you can look at it for yourself. There's three reasons why men drink. One, they successfully built a habit or routine. And I say man, I should say a driven man, right? I don't know about all the dudes who just don't want to be successful in their life. And that's like, there are those people. I can't help those people. That's just not who I talk to. But there's a habit, a routine, a dysfunction, something that they've built inside of their life that is successfully working so well for them that it's now kicking their butt. The second piece is there's something deep rooted at the core that they just want to run from, right? There's a pain that this pain is much larger than the pain that they get every day from drinking. So they keep running from that. Or the third thing is they just like getting drunk. Mm. That's it, right? 
Now, what I found for me was a combination of all three. And it was kind of like, if you look at the stock market up and down, up and down, up and down, that's what my daily lives were. But at the core, what sat down there was, was some sort of anger. There's some sort of pit. So I bet if you look across your audience and some of these guys who are making successful checks and, and going out at the end of the night, I mean, I've seen these guys at the bar, you get a big check and by the, by Monday, they're broke. Yeah. Right? yeah. They spent it all on strippers and strippers blow and, and, and booze, right? Like, yeah. And they're looking and going, man, I had a great time, but they don't remember anything. Right. That habit probably served them for some reason. And they also know that there's a never ending. What's cool about it. And you look at interesting at, at the core of the man that, that does that. They know that they can, they have enough wherewithal to show back up on Monday and they're going to get paid again. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to put the work in. They're willing to put the frustration in uh, for that five days and the late nights and the ice and the hot and like all the stuff that you guys have to go through. They're willing to face that pain to give themselves another pain. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Not feel the actual pain that's going on. It's a jacked up cycle, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And dude, and like, once again, like I said, I mean, this is something that, you know, I wanted to bring my audience because this is what we deal with. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. We go through the pain. You know, I remember uh, doing some transmission work and I asked one of the linemen I was working with, I was like, dude, you know, why do you, you know, how do you deal with the pain in your hands? Cause we're doing a lot of clipping. Okay. Now he turns around and tells me, dude, He's like, I handle with Motrin. He's like, and a bottle of Jack. He's like, I got the hands of an 80 year old man. This guy was only like 24 year old. You know what I mean? And he just had so much pain in his hands, dude, just from doing so much clipping. You know what I mean? It's crazy, man. It's it crazy. is. Now, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. You talked about what you saw as a child, you know, with your father and stuff like that. Okay. Now, I want to talk to you about the effects of alcohol through the child's eyes. Okay. You know, the three things that I've found was that they, they get gripping fear. You know, they see you through your reckless behavior. They're learning that pattern, right? And they also feel a feeling of unworthy. You know what I mean? Children aren't stupid. They know that the addiction of the parent always comes first in their lives. You know what I mean? So when that happens, it conveys this message to a child that is devastating later in life. You know what I mean? If, if you have a, a parent that doesn't love you more than the alcohol or dope or whatever, then you know what I mean? You'll grow up knowing that no one else ever cares. You know what I mean? How, what do you think about that? Well, I, uh, so let me just talk a little bit about how I'm a comeback started, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I went into rehab on July 12, I'm sorry, June 12, 2015. And I, I got out on the 3rd of July. Um, I got out of, of, I got out, I talked myself out of the 4th of July. It was a real, I mean, that's a whole nother story we could go on, but we're here to talk about kind of parenting and stuff like that, I assume. So um, long story short, when I got out, I relapsed in six hours. Mm -hmm. right? And it was a very dark, the, the, the reason I relapsed, well, is obviously I made a choice, but one of the reasons was I got out and I wanted to see my son. So my, my son had to come see me um, at the time he would, would have been five years old. Uh, my brother brought him into rehab. He saw me on Father's Day, right? And I remember this moment. Um, he hadn't seen me in a while because it's not like I just went in and on on uh, June twelfth and everything was. I had already been jacked, like I already was missing stuff and not being a good dad to him before that. So it wasn't like I just went in and just he only saw me a few weeks later. It had been months of the accumulation accumulation of like a pain that he was going through. And I remember that it was hot. It was it was sunny. And they let him come see us on Father's Day. And he, he hung back behind my brother. And then finally, like, like, you want nothing to do with me. 
And then finally he ran and him and I, like, I love that kid, man. And like looking back, like, I loved him. And it was a real rough, rough time of our lives. But he came running in and he jumped my arm finally. And he was like crying. And I remember the heat and the tears running down my, my neck. And it was just, it was a very low moment, but I can almost feel it and relive it when we're having this conversation. You would think that that would have been enough for me to just not relapse, right? You would think that that moment in there, like, hey, dude, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it didn't. I got out of relapse in six hours. Now, here's my thing, what I'm getting at. The whole reason, so I relapsed on July 3rd, and I drank all the way until July 26th. The last time I'd had a drink um, is July 26, 2015. So we're going on almost six years, right? So mm-hmm. um the reason that it was, was because my why got bigger, the pain. Remember we go back to talking about the pain. Yeah. Finally, the pain of losing him, like my ex-wife, his mom, his mom, we're still in like a custody battle right now. We're talking years later. Cause as I, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. When you become successful and you keep driving, they want, she wants more and more and more. And she drinks and does drugs right now. And her like, I, you know, like she's doing a, being a horrible person. So my point is this, this whole movement that I've helped liberate thousands of men with was because I lost that boy. Right. So even though I hated her for taking him from me, the best thing she ever did was take him from. Right. So now let me tell you on the other side of it, he's 11 years old. He's going to be 12 in September. So I've not missed since I had to fight back through the court system, bro. Every time that I wanted to go see him, like, like on the paperwork, like, I don't know if any, I'm sure you have divorced dads out there. Oh yeah. She was running from, like, she would not be there when I got them. She would not let me have them. I would call the cops. I would call the cops. I would work my ass off. I would show up no matter what. Cause I made a commitment to him because my why got stronger. My desire and my love to give him the father that he needed. The one that I didn't have, like showed up finally. I don't know where it came from or why it came, but it, it showed up and it doesn't matter because they kept focusing on it. So here's the thing. Half of his life, even though I loved him and I spent the majority of it drunk, and buying things for him, right? I could, because yeah. I always make money, I buy things for him. There was not a whole lot of just real me connecting because he was just a baby and they just turned five years old, right? What does a five year old really know? Now, six year old to going on 12 year old Phoenix, that's his name. Mm-hmm. He's never, I've never missed a school event unless I was out of town for business. If I'm here, I'm dedicated, I'm focused, I, admit, I do everything for him. I, I've, I spend every basketball game. I take to every, like I go above and beyond. My point is this, what you said is exactly true. Mm-hmm. The lack of worth that these kids will feel if you continue to destroy the way that they look at you, because ultimately you're setting the potential, you're setting the presence, you're setting the tone of what these kids' future looks like because they are always watching. Mm-hmm. Their lack of self-worth, worth, their confidence themselves of who they are will be destroyed before they even get a shot. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Period. Just like mine was. So when I looked at it for my son and looking at the back half, what I had to do is I make daily deposits into him every day. It does not mean I'm perfect. It does not mean that, that, that this lifestyle that we live is like it, that life's a okay every day. My point is this: he can count on me. I'm flying in the morning, right? So like, you know, I had to kind of squeeze this in. Yeah. Um, I'm flying down to Florida to do an in-house event for some of my comebacks. And it's the first time ever where I'm going to allow wives to come in there as well. And there's going to be a couple kids there because it's always typically dudes. So I'm going to do a two day event. And then inside of the event, I'm going to upsell a comeback experience for kids. And it's going to be the first time I allow kids to come in. My, my point with you is this brother. It doesn't matter where you're at as a father. If you're listening to this right now, it doesn't matter if you have a drink in your hand while you're listening to me, it, you can be better. 
Yes. These kids deserve better. I've watched hundreds and hundreds of men who've been like, I'm very removed from my movement right now because it's getting so big. But when I did this hands-on, the most incredible thing that can happen is a father takes a choice to truly know who his kid is. Mm. So when you talk about that pain, that's, that's, a, that's the reality. I, I know I'm kind of taking over your show here, but that's the, re, that's the reality of what this is, dude. Mm-hmm. Whatever your actions are today are going to define what those kids are. And if you're okay when you look in the mirror with who you are and you're okay with your kids being that, bro, you need to rethink your inks if you're not who you are. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, yeah. know, if you know that you're like doing it wrong, but you're okay with it, that kid probably deserves better than you. And that's a, that's a very stark reality to be like, dang, what am I going to do for this guy or this girl? Right. I keep talking about boys. Now here's the other side, dude. I'm married now. I've been married for going on uh, two years. I've been with Kendra. She's 29. I've got two daughters now that came into my relationship with her in my house. So it's a blended family, if you will. So, but we're, we don't treat it that way. I had to learn how to be a girl dad on top of this. I still don't know how to do hair and stuff like that. But my point is this, if you have a daughter, think about this stage of it. You're showing her that it's okay. If you have a wife too, especially if you have a daughter and you have a wife, you're showing your, your, your daughter that it beer is more important than your wife. Every time you drink and don't pay attention to her, you don't hold her hand. You don't touch her. You don't rub her hair, right? These are all opportunities to freaking lead and to love and to be the man that you want to be for your people. So I, I kind of even lost, I, I lost, uh, t- uh, lost what I was even talking about on the, the question. My point is this today, if you want to make a choice to make your kid's life better, look in the mirror. And I know you don't like this. I don't, I know you don't like this word, but look in the mirror and stop effing lying, Mm. period. And if you're killing it right now out there, if you're a dad out there, that's just killing it, dude, you should be resonating with everything that I say and know that you're on the right track. You should be able to feel like, Hey, I got up today. I showed up. I don't care about alcohol. I don't care about anything more than truly loving these kids. So go ahead and and take back. Sorry about that. No, man, you had so much great wisdom in there, Mark. (laughs) Dude, I'm, I'm taking notes like crazy, dude. My hand's starting to cramp up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, one of the things that I really liked that you said was that show up, right? And that's the whole premise behind this podcast, the show up dad. You know what I mean? That's a place where we meet, when we gather together, when we're going to go work, we're going to get our orders, we're going to get our, our shit lined out. You know what I mean? And we're showing up. And that's the same way we need to show up, just like you just touched on for our children, for our wives, for our family, for ourselves. You know what I mean? And you're absolutely right, brother. When you talk about that, we're an example to our children. We're an example to our sons and how to treat our wives, right? And we're also an example to our daughters and how we treat our wives. You know what I mean? They're going to look at us and be like, okay, so that's how a man should treat me. One of the profound things that I heard you say, okay, and it resonates with me is I stopped drinking 12 years ago, okay? I, you know, I was in the military, you know, I, I freaking black out all kinds of crap, all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, like most men. Anyhow, long story short, my wife came, you know what I mean? I was flipping burgers. I was home for once because I was working out of state and we have 15 acres of alfalfa behind us. Okay. So I'd be over there with the kiss, the cook, you know, little apron on flipping burgers and stuff, drinking makers mark and throwing them over the fence into the ditch. Right. Well, long story short, the neighbor came to clean up and he was going to start irrigating and he brings two five gallon buckets, dude, of Maker's Mark little miniatures. He brought them to the fence. He's like, hey, do you know who these are? Because there's no one around, right? <laughs> My wife looks at me, dude. She just looks at me, gives me that look that a wife could only give you. 
shakes her head, puts her head down. And I'm like, oh man, I'm in some crap, you know? So I asked her, I was like, what's going on? And she's like, you know, I'm not going to be that wife to tell you to stop. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to badger you. It doesn't work. She said, but let me tell you this, your daughter's going to grow up recognizing that smell. And this is my daughter was just two. So she's going to recognize that smell and she's going to get accustomed to that smell. She's like, are you going to be okay with that when she seeks that in another man? And I tell you right there, dude, I stopped cold turkey. I didn't have another drink when I realized that why, like you're talking about, I stopped that day, dude. And I'm one of them big advocates where, you know, Jesus turned water into wine. You know, it's okay to be drinking with no, not being drunk and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I used to say all these same things, bro. You know, I use it to unwind and everything like that. But it wasn't until that moment when I found my why that my wife uncovered for me. And I looked in the mirror like you talked about that I stopped, dude. You were just lying to yourself. Yes, exactly. I was just lying to myself. I was just trying to mask that pain like you talked about. You know what I mean? One of the things I wanted to say is I heard that, you know, we, we talk about alcohol abuse and stuff like that. Well, alcohol abuse in reality is a form of child abuse, brother. What do you think about that? Yeah, it, it, tru it truly is, man. Um, I think that any action, I mean, let, let's break it down even more on a surface level like even overworking is a form of child abuse mm -hmm. it's as much as i but i'll never but i work i work my ass off right like my phone's going crazy right now i've got uh investors meetings coming up here i got more stuff to do but everything that you do ch child abuse exists if you determine to live your life as an unpresent father right mm -hmm. no matter what so if you're sedating from being a parent for from fulfilling your role and, and actually being involved in your child's life, do anything is child abuse, anything. So I had a conversation with my ex-wife the other day. We, we, we got into a pretty big fight because my son wanted to play his last fifth grade basketball game. Mm -hmm. okay? She wanted to take him to the Wisconsin Dells on the same day. And he's like, no, I want to play my game, right? Because it's, it's important to him, especially with COVID this year. It's been a really weird year. And he just, it was important to him. In the conversation we had, this is, I didn't get him to go to the game, but this was what I said to him. I said, look, I don't live my life for me anymore. I live my life for these kids. Mm. Now that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy myself, dude. I've got a hot wife. I've got a great life. I've got money. I've got cars. I got 34 acres out here. I got dirt bikes. I, I can do whatever I want, whatever I want. But every thought and every intention is actually for my kids and for my wife, because that to me is what a man does. That to me is what somebody, he shows up, he provides, he protects. And that's just not about just making money and putting it on the table and feeding them and saying, I am father, hear me roar. I did good this week. I'll see you next week. Right. That, 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 that doesn't mean dick. Like what's the point of that? But being able to show up every day mm. in their life, that's how you don't abuse them. Now that doesn't mean you can't have fun, right? Like, I know I'm going a little bit too deep here, but I'm with you hundred percent. If you choose alcohol over your kids, why did you have the kid? Mm. Honestly. Yeah. No, for there, real. There's, there, there's people out there that would love who can't have kids, right? Who would love to have a kid mm. who would love to have, to would love on that kid, but you're over here, like not even paying attention to it, teaching them, to do the same thing down the road. And by God, I hope that they don't because I hope that they can actually 
event, I do believe that everybody is in control of their own choices, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the same, you're the same. So even the kids that'll grow up that, but yeah, dude, I'm with you hundred percent, man. Um, I think anything that doesn't put the kids first, it, like if you're just a selfish prick, mm. that's just the way that I believe. No, no. And I agree with you, dude. You know what I mean? Um, that's definitely one thing that childhood does teach you. It teaches just how selfish you are really. Cause you're not living for yourself anymore. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think a lot of times fathers, you know, they, for whatever reason, you know, they have this new child or whatever, you know, they have all these responsibilities or whatever, and they don't realize how to cope. You know what I mean? They don't have no coping mechanisms. So they turn to these, these vices, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, and like you said, it could be anything, you know what I mean? It could be working on a car. You know what I mean? One of the guys I talked to on our, on our podcast the other day, you know, his is work. He delves into work to the point where his wife's like, are you going to come and eat dinner? You know, you got out of the line trade specifically to, to, to have time with us because it's such a demanding job. Now you're not even with us anyways, when you have a job working at home. You know, that's because, and if you look at his particular situation, you can move, like we talked about, it doesn't, you could be a lineman, you could be a, uh, you can work at the grocery store, mm-hmm. right? It's not what you do, it's who you are. And until you can fix who you are, your choices keep showing up, whatever it is that you do. Mm. That's a very powerful thing to understand, right? It doesn't matter because your priorities are there. Your priority, if your priority, priority is always going to be work, it's always going to be work. Now, dude, dude, you're talking to a guy that I was a horrible dad. I sucked, right? Even though I loved him, you can't ever get it twisted. I loved my kid. I loved him, but I, I didn't, I sucked the first four or five years, mm-hmm. right? I did. I also have built three highly successful companies. This one right now is going to be massive that, that I'm in. It just, it just is blowing up every day. It requires me to work a ton. What it comes down to is balance. But here's the thing. I believe balance is BS. It's about abundance. It's about being able to maximize and create each day to the tune of what matters to you. So for me, we, for me in my program and what we teach, we have an operating system. It's called the Comeback 7, right? Faith, finances, family, fitness, future, freedom, foundation. What I truly teach at the core of this, it's, it's applicable to anything that you want, that, anybody out there. But what I teach is how to really maximize and win each day and give you a quantifiable result to actually see what you did so you know where you're right and where you're wrong, right? And then check in each week. But my point is this, when you look to live abundantly inside your life, you realize that all the work and all the things you do, you start casting a vision. So for that guy's wife or whoever it was, he didn't change his actions, but he didn't cast his vision into her to see like, here's what we need to do. Here's where we're going. Here's why we're going there. Mm-hmm. He just shifted does that make sense yeah yeah he did the shift that everybody talks shift. about <laughs> yep he just drift and shift okay i'm gonna go over here instead of actually getting on board right like my wife came into this thing you know she's been with me now for a little over three years and and i was building on the comeback i didn't have i think i got like 40 people that work for me right now and it was just me when she came into this thing mm-hmm. and dude i was working 20 hours a day right yeah. But I told her where we're going. I told her this is what it's going to take. This season of life, and a season isn't just a month or two weeks or three weeks. This season of life is going probably to be the next 10 years of your life. Are you willing to be part of this? Because this is what I have to do. Now, my, my case is an extreme case, right? This, this thing is very demanding. My point is this. Any man out there who 
wants to be able to connect, communicate, to empower, to build this relationship. Like we're getting off of like the alcohol thing here. It's about casting a vision so strong that she buys into it, the kids buy into it, and they want to be part of it. Mm. And ultimately leaving yourself time to get away from it. That's a piece that many guys miss, right? Like, bro, just because you can work 24 hours a day doesn't mean that you need to, you, you should do it every day. You need a little bit of a break because that break is very, very important. Your kids don't need every minute of your time. They need a few hours of quality time. And your wife needs, she needs what she needs, right? Mm-hmm. She's alongside you. She's probably gonna be part of this thing. So what does that really boil down to? Communication. Yep. Absolutely, dude. Communication. That's one of the number one things we talk in our, in our father program, you know what I mean? And and what I stress highly, you know, even just to people struggling in their marriages and stuff like that is communication. You know what I mean? That's the core and that's your foundation. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, uh, I recently heard is when your dream becomes your significant other, your wife, your spouse, whatever it is, her nightmare, then it's time to reevaluate your dream. You know, and I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty profound. You know what I mean? I had a, uh, say that again for me. When your dream becomes your wife's nightmare, that's when you need to come together and reevaluate. Sure. It should never get to that point. No, no, no. But I mean, so many times it does, you know, we, as men, we get driven, you know what I mean? We're, we're so focused. I got to get this done. I have to meet this criteria. I got to do this. I have a plan. Trust me. You know, one of the the ladies I had on this program, she talked about cognitive therapy and, you know, remapping your mind and all that stuff. Right. Well, she recognized the signs of burnout in her husband. Okay. And he was very focused, very adamant, honey, I'm doing this for us. I'm doing this for us. Well, long story short, without saying too much of her story, he cheated on her. They became homeless with two kids and they lost everything. And she's like, all I wanted was my husband. The cars, all this stuff didn't matter. She's like, I just wanted my husband, but he was so focused. He could not hear me. So focused on where he was going or focused on, on the loss? Focused on their life and the vision. She said he never stopped to realize that the vision had shifted, just like you're talking about. You know what I mean? He was still caught up in this lifestyle, this, this way where he was going, right? But it changed because that was the vision they had when they were single or not single, but without children. So when they had children and they both weren't working, just one guy was working now, right? that vision changed and his vision never changed. It changed for her. Cause now she's a stay at home mom, right? Waiting for her husband to come home, but he was still focused and driven and it basically almost destroyed them. You know, luckily they came back, you know, just like you come back kid, you know what I mean? And communication was a major part of it, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I think all things, all things in life communication, and especially now that I'm in a spot where I operate every day, like, on a higher frequency, right? Like every day I get up to maximize and win. So I look at the importance of, of what communication can do for me. And, and, and even deeper inside of communication is how do I want to show up? Like for instance, getting on this, on this particular podcast, I don't do these things. I made it very, very clear. I just decided to get on for whatever reason. I felt like there's probably a message that needed to be heard. My message probably is going to touch one person, maybe a lot of guys, right? I don't know. I didn't yeah. do this for financial benefit. I literally have people begging me to get on it call right now that they need me on here. So I might have to cut this a little short, but the point is this, I wanted to show up and be able to communicate a message to you to let you know that, look, like this, 
this is actually a big thing. It's important to me. So what I'm talking about is when you look at communication, the question you need to ask yourself is how do you want to show up in your communication? Mm. How do you want the person to like, how do you want that person to see you? So I got on this, this call with you knowing that I want you to see me as truth. Like this guy's going to speak the truth and he's going to speak what's on his mind and he's passionate about it and that's it. But if we look at communication in anything, right? I, I take it back to sales, okay? Because essentially everybody's in sales one way or another in their life. And what I mean by that is you're constantly selling the other person on your dreams, mm-hmm. on your vision, on where we should go for dinner or where we shouldn't go for dinner. If you're a husband trying to have sex with your wife, essentially you're, you're, you're communicating with it or maybe she's doing it to you, right? Maybe she wants it more. It's and often, even in like any sales arena, whether you're, you're selling a job or a car or something like that, deals are never lost over dollars. They're lost over words. Okay. And that's the same thing in your relationship. And ultimately, since this is a conversation about your kids and, and parenting and showing up overall, that's the probably one of the biggest negotiations you're ever going to make is with your kids mm-hmm. and your legacy. Because every day I know this, David, my legacy that I'm building, my, my creation, this I'm a comeback thing is one thing of it, but further bigger than that, this Mark Jennison piece of it, it these three kids that I have that were given to me, not because I own them, but as vessels from God or the universe or whatever it is you believe in to steer them where they need to be. They're living, breathing testaments to the legacy that I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And that's how a spider web starts. That's how you change the generational lineage of, of your last name. So for me, I didn't, I come from a, not, not the most quality family background, right? It just is mm-hmm. what it is. But I knew this from me, better will come. So I took a, a stand. <laughs> I took a stand on, mm-hmm. on who I wanted to be back to where I'm going. This is the communication is when you look at it, how do you want to show up in everything that you do? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Man. I don't know if these things are making sense to you or not. No, no, absolutely, dude. You know, and uh, I read a quote the other day and it says, if you want to be a game changer, be at peace with you are your authentic self. And that's so absolutely true, dude. You know what I mean? You got to be, at, you know, comfortable who you are. You got to look at that mirror like you talked about, you know, and make that decision. What is your why? Your why is going to get you through. Your why was your children. Your why was my daughter. You know what I mean? And that's what helped us ultimately. You know what I mean? And that's the message you're conveying. And you're absolutely right. You got to believe in what you're saying so other people can believe as well. You know what I mean? And you're not sending a mixed message. And your message is 100% spot on, brother. It is. Two, two things that I want to say, right? Like for me, I couldn't do it for me at first. So if there's mm-hmm. a dude out there, I just want this to, I want one of your guys to hear this. It's okay. Everything you'll hear at AA rehab and a old timers tell you, right? Like you got to do it for you. You got to do it for you. Right? They're going to, they're going to beat that into your mind. Mm-hmm. What about if you can't do it for you? What if you just can't at that moment, but you know, you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. It's okay to attach your why to a catalyst of something that matters to you. Now this something doesn't have to be your kids every time for some men, it's their business. For some men, it's the relationship. For some men, it's their kids. For some men, it's a 1972 Pontiac Trans Am. I don't even know, right? Like whatever it is that you care about, it's okay to use that as a catalyst to get going for yourself because in the deep, dark roots of hell, the pit that you're coming from, it's hard to say, I need to do this for myself when you don't even really love yourself, okay? 
Which brings me to my second point. If I had to ask your readers, yourself included, or your listeners, I should say, out of all the things that you actually love in your life, where would you be on that list? Mm. And that's a very difficult question for men to answer. Because at the end of the day, if you're not number one, and I say this with all due, like I love my kids more than life itself. I love my wife more than it. But if I don't love myself enough, I had to get there. Mm. I wasn't always there. But if I couldn't put myself in enough to love myself to get out of bed early, to show up on this podcast, to lead these men, if I can't love myself to go to the gym, I mean, I go to the gym every day. If I can't love myself enough to show up and care, what am I really doing? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, man, that that's deep, brother. And it's so absolutely true. I mean, we're, we're setting the example, right? We're setting the example. They're always watching us, you know, and if we are telling saying one thing, and then we're conveying a whole complete, completely different message to them, we're going to send a message to them that's going to be a message of confusion later on in their life. They're gonna be like, okay, well, daddy says this, but he conveys this, you know what I mean? Now I'm confused, you know, and you know, that that's it's so powerful, dude, what you said, bro. It, it really is. Mark, I wanted to ask you, what is, I know you got to go brother. I do, I do got to, I do. And I don't, I could get back on if your readers, if your listeners like this, we can do another one. Cause I enjoy talking. I'm very passionate about this, but go ahead. I got, I got like three minutes and I got to rock. Yeah. I just want to ask you, what's one thing you could tell our listeners right now. You know what I mean? Share with us just one last thing. One, one truth Look. that you can leave with us. So I don't know what your listeners want out of their lives. There's a lot of different topics we just talked about from parenting to, to quitting drinking to at the end of the day, what it boils down to is I can talk to them uh, man to man. Mm-hmm. And I want them to know that like, no matter what you've been through, you can come back. Not only can you come back, but you can go above and beyond. I was getting looked at for the first time I'd done heroin. My best friend, died and I'm breathing breath, breath into him. And it was the cops were on. It was just a dark, dark. I was millions of dollars in debt. My life was in shambles. I didn't love it. Like my life was a piece of junk. Okay. Mm-hmm. I decided to come back. For that. Come back and not only come back, use that struggle as my greatest strength. And there's somebody out there right now that's down in the dumps or maybe he's on top of the world. If you're on top of the world, you need to take that momentum and you need to shift and you need to like shift forward, shift the gear. I mean, like, but just like a dirt bike, right? Just pop the clutch, shift the gear, roll into it and keep that thing going. If you're at the bottom right now, understand this. The greatest gift, the greatest power that we all possess is the ability to choose. Mm. Every day, if you're breathing, you have the opportunity to make a choice to win or lose. Nobody's coming to save you. So Mm. what are you going to do with it? Hell yeah, bro. That was so awesome. Way to fire up our our listeners, dude. I'm fired up. You know what I mean? I'm going to do a hundred burpees right now. Better you than me. Now, Mark, can you share with our audience real quick how they can get a hold of you, brother? I'm yeah, sure. man. Um, like I said, I didn't come on here for, for monetary gain or like that. So you guys no. can just go check it out at imacomeback.com if you want. Uh, Mark Jennison Jr. on Instagram. I don't do a ton of these things. I just got on here and I appreciate you spending the time with me. I like what you're about. I hope this thing goes on someday to 250 million people, right? Just keep doing what you do. Keep showing up. Keep making a choice. All right, David, thank you for your time, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. God bless. Thank you.